from Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 265. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Squarespace and Harry's. My name is Mike Hurley. I am joined by Brad Dowdy. I have a confession to make, Mike. Uh-oh. I feel really bad. I uh, I cheated on you last night. And, uh, Again? I recorded, I recorded a stationary podcast with someone else. I'm, I can't believe this. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, so, I will once again look away at this. <laughs> oh, but I, uh, I was on the art supply posse last night with, uh, our good friends, Kathy and Heather, and we had a good time and, uh, it was an awesome show. I don't know when it's going to come out, but hopefully soon, but, um, we had a great conversation and they are always fun to talk to. And I know you will forgive me for, because they are quite awesome. Yeah. If there's one podcast that I will forgive you for, it's this one, the pencil one. Mm-hmm. I will never forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> I like going on that show too. They're always fun. <laughs> so yeah, it was fun. So uh it will be out soon. It was episode number forty eight of the Art Supply Bossy. And awesome. uh, look for that in your, your podcatcher of choice. Go subscribe. I put links in the show notes, go subscribe. Yes, yes. So it looks like it will be out tomorrow. So you will have plenty to listen to between this show and that one. Uh or you will be sick of me, um, you know, whichever you choose. So this uh, this week, we had lots of new items show up in my Twitter feed, mostly. Um, the first one that caught my eye was the new Pilot Vanishing Point. And I know you're not a big Vanishing Point guy from a use perspective, mm-hmm. but you generally aesthetically like the pens, right? And you them. do follow the limited editions and, and oh, kind of ooh and ah like of the, the rest most, of us do. you know, beautiful limited editions that exist. Right, a, a, a vanishing points. They're just yeah, absolutely stunning pens, and it comes from the fact that they're so beautiful anyway, right? Right, exactly. So they have that this unique style, and they're very sleek, and the way they're built, um, just they have a lot of room to play with on the barrel to do cool things. And this one coming out this year is called Crimson Sunrise, and it's kind of I don't know if it's supposed to be related to the like the purple and blue one they did what, two years ago yeah. that uh, looks so beautiful, kind of that uh, that faded, uh, um, what's what's the word for that when you, when you do that? I want to say pearlescent, um, but no, I don't know if that's, that's correct. Yeah, it's like the, the way the, the colors vary in there. So, yeah, so it's, it was called the Twilight, so this one's called the Crimson Sunrise, so it's kind of got that red gradient, I think is the word I'm looking for. It's got a red gradient. Oh, I see what you're um, saying. Okay. In the barrel, and it has silver um furniture so of course i i like that and uh i think it looks fantastic like this isn't something like i'm jumping through the screen trying to buy and 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 make sure that i get but they will sell the heck out of it i mean it'll definitely sell out just like any other one um it looks fantastic i just i think i've got like four or five vanishing points and it's going to take really something insane for me to pull the trigger on a new one, but that doesn't mean this thing doesn't look awesome and I'll probably get one to review and I'll see if I can get one to review and maybe give away. So that would be nice. Yeah. I will say like, I, I know what you mean. Like I, I don't really have a desire to own another one of these, but the right special edition could push me, you know, like I, every time I see one of the Rodden ones, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just, just torn. It's just so torn to, to want right. to get one because they are, they're just, just so special looking. They really, mm. really are special looking pens. So I like I, mean, I bought I the get it. I bought the Guioche one last year, which I thought was a stunner. 
but I still use my Stormtrooper one the most out of any of the ones that I yeah. that I yeah. own. And I um and like the bamboo ones I thought were gorgeous. You know, they had black bamboo and cherry wood colors. Those were beautiful. I didn't buy that one. Um I didn't buy the Twilight. But um, it, it's going to take a lot for me to buy another vanishing point because I think I have the Stormtrooper, I have the Gunmetal, I have one of the orange limited editions, I have a black faceted one, and that's I have the Yiddish one. So yeah, yeah that's five right there. Yeah, you're I don't need uh, yeah, I don't need some uh, Crimson Sunrise. Yeah, I do need to go through um, the chat room saying I should sell some. I, I do need to go through a purge here. I don't think I'm gonna have time before DC, but depending on what I come home with from DC. Um, there might be a, a post-show purge because I, it's already been quite a year of pin purchases so far. So I keep saying I'm gonna do a, a purge and you know sell another five or ten pins to uh, to fund some some purchases. So you know that may be coming up soon, but it's not it's not high on my my radar just yet. Another pin that that might make me do it is the Aurora Minerali. We've talked about this before, but now they finally have all the official release stuff out. Like we had kind of the preview release stuff before, but now the colors are out, the prices are out. And I want to give a special shout out to Calligraphy Nut on Twitter, um, who seems to be posting all the links that I'm retweeting. Um, so thank you for being awesome and following all this new stuff. But the um, Minerali, it's a Model 88. And it's going to come in five colors, blue, green, amber, red, and purple. And, you know, it's a demonstrator 88. Like they have the demonstrator Optima and colored finials to match different minerals and limited editions of 388. So I think this is a cool pen. I actually have one sitting on my desk right now. I got the one I was able to take pictures of in Chicago has made its way back around to me for review purposes. So I'll have a review coming soon. It's an amazing pen. I probably won't buy one just because it's so expensive. Again, it's like the vanishing point. I have an Optima demonstrator and I have an 88 Nebulosa. Mm -hmm. Do I need an 88 demonstrator as cool as they look, especially for over $700? I think the yeah. price is... I'm actually surprised that the price is more than the Flex Nib ones. I forget every time how much the Aurora pens cost. And so like mm -hmm. I open that link and I see the picture from Calligraphy Nut and I'm like, I like these. Maybe this will be my first Aurora. And then I went to, then I like Googled it while we were talking, found it on nibs.com, saw the price mm -hmm. before you mentioned it, $715. Right. And I'm like, right. no, I don't think it will be. I, I just, I mean, okay, so here's, I've never used one, so maybe I should actually mm -hmm. use one. But uh, I, I, I just, you know, it's a, that's a lot of money to spend right. on a pen like this so for me i i feel like they look like they you know they look really good they look really nice mm -hmm. but they just don't have the look of a 700 pen to me like it this it just one doesn't especially. look like that like it, it they, they don't have enough now the nebulosa one yeah. right that is like that's a 700 pen right right there, right? right and exactly. I, it kind of shocks me that this that the nebulosa and the minerali are the same price that, yeah. that doesn't seem right to me. This one feels a little money grabby to me. Because um, it's just like, oh, we're making a certain amount of them. A, and I get it, limited editions, but they don't... Clear with a little bit of color on it is not enough mm -hmm. for me to mm -hmm. want to drop real serious money. Like, right. like three quarters of a Nakaya kind of money, right? Like, right, um, right. You're really asking a lot for me at that price range. Like, I will tell you, my review will be... 
super positive about the pen itself. Like it's an awesome pen, but there's no way I would recommend this over just the regular Aurora demonstrator. I mean the Optima demonstrator, which is, I think I paid under 500 for mine, which is still expensive or, you know, you could get the big sailor pro gear demonstrators for half of that. So, I mean, is it really twice? Is it twice as good as a sailor? Like, right. Really? I, I don't know. You have to, you'll have to tell me, Brad, because I have right. no frame of reference. Yeah. So like, I love the pen. I don't love the price. I definitely don't see the value in this pen. I would recommend getting an optimum demonstrator for and save two or three hundred dollars, even though you can't get green or purple. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, I this is one of those that's really hard to review because the pen is essentially perfect in my mind, except the price is not. Yeah. So it's it's hard to even write about that because you because the like the review ends up going in all these different paths that are kind of conflicting, right? Well, how can you say it's so good except the price is so bad? You know, it's a it's a hard thing to do. So, um, I I I do look forward to it, and I mean, again, just like the flex nibs, they'll sell every single one of these. Like they'll have no issue selling these, and I like this better than the flex nib, but I just I don't see the the value there at all so the next one mike Mm. this is another one this is another one where the value question comes up not gonna lie the canalea pens Mm -hmm. and you know people were wondering why should i pay four hundred dollars for a pen with a steel nib and this is one that when you get it in hand and see it in person, you're like, okay, I get it. Yeah. It may not be for me. It may not be, it may be too expensive, but okay, I understand now. Right, but this is like what I'm arguing towards, right? Like when I talk about like what makes a pen that costs so much money, you know, like what makes it and something for me is like a clear craftsmanship to it that right. of something that looks difficult and intricate. Right. Like that to me screams price like a clear barrel right. doesn't do that and that's just my personal tastes right i mean well, it's it, not that it's just it's the clear barrel and the colored finials which to me and this is completely speculation on my part and i guarantee it's i'm probably wrong and i'll probably get yelled at but the finials to me on the aurora seem like scrap those are like the scrap parts from making nebulosas and mm-hmm. rosas and soleils and, you know, which I'm sure is not true. They had to make so many of them that they had to, I'm sure they had full rod stock. But, but that's, it's, it's not about what thing. it is. Yeah, it's about what it right. looks like because that's, right. that's what everything is at the end of the day, right? Like there doesn't seem to be a lot of intricate, incredible work being done. It just doesn't look that way. And I'm sure that every yeah. pen is hard to make if it's good. But as you say, yes, like you yes. look at something like a Canalea pen and you're like, Something special has happened to make this pen exist because they're so incredible looking. Right. So they are launching a new pen. They've sent out their teaser images, um, which are kind of cloudy and gray and look like a sun kind of scene in the background. And I'm beating around the bush because I know it all and I can't tell you. (laughs) I knew you were going to do this to me. Have you seen it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You, do you not have physically? It? No, 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 no. I have the the pre-release pictures. So next week we'll be able to talk about uh, it a little bit more. This is serious hype for me, week. right? Like I'm not even kidding. Like this is Canalea may be well, they definitely are, but like they're my they're my favorite new company like of the mm-hmm. last year. Just mm-hmm. on like well, one, Hugh and Carol are just like the nicest people on the planet. 
right? right. Like that, but like just the product that they are putting out. As, mm-hmm. as you said, I've said it every every time I talk about this this company, I say it like I've just never seen stuff like this, you know. And it's working. It's like them and their ideas and their marketing and their their foresight working with someone with the talent of Jonathan Brooks. Like it is, it is a deadly combination, right? <laughs> and I can't wait to see whatever they consider a new model to be now, right? Because yeah. their quality is so good. And the designs are so interesting that I can only imagine this is exciting. This is exciting. Yeah, so we'll we'll table this one for next week's show, and then I'll be able to talk about it more. <sighs> I know. They're just they're getting it ready for DC. So Oh yeah, oh, I have no doubt about that. It's gonna be the launch for that, and they're gonna spill the beans next week. So yeah. just uh this is this is the lead up. Just know that um your hype is warranted. Um Ladies and gentlemen, cool. charge your wallets. Yes. Yeah. So after the all these limited editions and all these expensive pens, the thing that got me the most excited last week was a $3 pen, Mike. And I just did a review within the past month about the new Uniball Signo needle, the DX, yep. you know, 0.38 millimeter DX. When, we spoke about it a week or two ago, didn't we? Yeah. The best gel pen ever in my book. And part of my review was based around... Why can't we have these in other parts of the world? Why are they only on the store shelves in Japan or we have to buy them from importers like JetPens, which we're obviously all happy to do. The price is great. It's not a big deal, but not everyone shops online and not everyone gets to discover wonderful stationery in their local stores. And I'm talking big box retailers. So friend of the show, Jacqueline from Inkpothesis sent me a tweet and it says Staples is stepping up their game in Indiana, and it is an eight pack of the Uniball Sino DX in 0.38 millimeter ultra micro, micro, um, in kind of a rainbow pack. And they did it. Like this is what I've been asking for for the longest time, and I just mentioned it a week or two ago, and here they are. So. I hope this is a sign of things to come. I hope it's not a local thing. I think Sanford, I'll have to look up, is it Sanford or Newer Rubbermaid? All that is up in the Indiana, Illinois area. So I don't know if this is like a location thing um, because they would have been close to them and got them first, but she got them at Staples. I went to a Walmart here. They didn't have them yet, but they do have these new white Uniball packages there, but I didn't see any of the DXs yet, but this is just fantastic news. I'm glad that these are now available. I don't know what they cost. I mean, this eight pack has probably got to be like 15 bucks. It's not going to be cheap, but that's still better than, you know, just buying one-offs. Um, it's, uh, I'm, I'm, you were hyped about the Canalea thing. I'm pretty hyped about this, Mike. I'm not going to lie. I think these two things are our warehouse wheelhouses completely, aren't they? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like this is these are the things like I've always wanted. I always want the best stationery available to more people so they can discover more things and say, "Oh, this is different than what I've been using and it's awesome." So, you know, I I love seeing the one pin that I've praised the most in all my time blogging. You can actually get it at a physical big box retailer now yeah. because it should. You should be able to. I don't know what's kept Uniball you know, so, so long from doing this, but, um, I, I'm very, very glad to see it. And I'm going to see if I can hunt some down myself. Well, you and, have to buy loads of them so that they keep doing it. Yeah, exactly. When I first saw you. the, 
When I first saw the Pilot High Tech C come to the stores as the G Tech C, they sold them in a blue, black, green, red four pack. I'd buy like three of them just so I was like, I told myself, I'm going to buy these so that they see that they're being sold. I, I seriously did that in, in my head. I said, I'm going to buy a bunch of these so they get marked as being sold in their inventory and they see that people want these pens. It didn't really help. They eventually vanished and I haven't seen them in a while. But um, I, I hope I hope this one is successful for Uniball. And it looks like the exact pen. Like sometimes there's differences, but just from an exterior perspective, it looks identical to what I would have hoped had would come over here. So... This is really good. All right. This week's episode is brought to you in part by our friends at Squarespace. Use the offer code INK, I-N-K, at checkout, and you'll get 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace lets you easily create that website that you have for your next idea or project. You can make your next move with Squarespace. They have the ability for you to grab a great domain name and take advantage of beautiful award-winning templates to make your website jump out of the screen to your visitors. Maybe you want to create an online store, a portfolio, maybe even a blog. No matter what it is, Squarespace is the all-in-one platform that will let you take care of it. There's nothing to install, no patches to worry about, no upgrades needed. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff. Squarespace have got you covered. They have award-winning customer support that can help you with whatever you need. I mentioned that twice because it is so awesome. It's great for you if you need the help, but it's also great if you're trying to set up a site for somebody else. All right, this is a great thing you can do with Squarespace. Maybe you know how to build a website. You don't, just don't need one. But there is like a local group or a community activity or something, and these people need to get a website set up. You can help them get off the ground, and then after that, Squarespace's support team is there for anything else they need. This is a super selling point. Considering plans start at just $12 a month, Squarespace is a fantastic deal. You can sign up for a free trial with no credit card required just by going to squarespace.com. Then use the offer code INK, INK at checkout to get 10% of your first purchase and show your support for the pen addict. We thank Squarespace for the continued support of this show, Squarespace. Make your next move, make your next website. I noticed they just released some new templates for the summer. I haven't updated my blog style in years because I don't need to because I like the way it looks and the way it reads. But I always do like checking out the new templates, see if there's something I need to integrate there. So I'll, I'll have to go play around with that a little bit more. I got that email what, yesterday or the day before, something like that. But uh, always happy with Squarespace. And I did some reviews on my Squarespace site, Mike called the Pen Addict um, mm-hmm. at penaddict.com or thepenaddict.com, um, which you have gloriously stopped bugging me about after I finally bought it. Well, I, <laughs> I, I think I only helped you. <laughs> so um, I did a few reviews, and I like how you like to talk about these products now because I can usually pull you can usually pull some more things out of me that I can't get in the, in the type and work type written word and like this life noble mini ring notebook was just just an amazing little notebook um and it's kind of like the aurora minerale like i like everything about it but i don't really need it (laughs) it's a little bit too small i don't Mm -hmm. like the format when it's that small to have side spiral binding like i love the i love two ring binding but i like it top bound on a small notebook or side bound on a large notebook. So what are we talking like field note size with a O-ring? It's smaller. A little smaller than a field notes. Yeah, mm. just a little bit. I think it's five inches by 
three and a fraction. Mm -hmm. So it's beautiful. It works well. The paper's too creamy ivory color for me. I'd like it to be a little bit more white. And it's not great for the pocket with the spiral going vertically down the spine. I definitely like on something I'm going to put in a pocket to have the ring binding top bound. You know, like you could get those little smaller notebooks that are top bound, ring bound, which I think are better. But you're not going to get better paper than this, you know, as long as you don't mind the ivory. But I, I tend to use everything but like black and blue ink for the most part. So you can't see like the bright blues and the bright greens just don't show up as well in the cream colored paper. So, you know, it's a cool product, beautiful product. I'm glad I have one, but I don't really need any more than that. And that's what I tried to express in the review. Like, it's really great, but here's the things you need to consider. And especially the price. Like, just on a one-off, if you see it's like $5, you think no big deal. But compared to other things, it's really kind of expensive. But all of life's products are expensive. And that's to be... I don't want to say that's the way it should be, but it's kind of a given seeing that they're imported from Japan and they're just expensive. Yeah, they're very attractive. I just don't think I would enjoy a uh, spiral bound or a ring in a format that small mm -hmm. I, I just can't i yep. think that would work very well for me personally yep it's great for little notes to rip out and give to someone but i yeah. just can't carry that small with the with the ring bound so the the other paper product we reviewed recently um, susan re reviewed the goulet notebooks with the tomoe river paper in them these are really great this is a big deal um, yeah, a lot of companies have started to do this. JetPens has been making pocket-sized ones for a while, having them made for them. Um, Goulets are having these in all kinds of formats. That's what surprised me the most about this notebook, is it comes, they, they do a lot of different shapes and formats. So it, it's really cool to see these these starting to become a thing now and getting them printed and made up and you know self-branded and things like that. But I, I really like the... Having A5 sizes, having traveler's notebook sizes, um, having smaller sizes, and you can also, I don't know if the Goulets have them. Yeah, they do. And they also have the two different weights of the Tomoe paper. So there's 52 GSM and then the thicker 68 GSM. So, you know, this is a very cool product, something we always love. I know a lot of us are waiting for our Hippo Noto notebooks, Yep, um, which are the big big honking notebooks, which I can't wait for. I have two of those coming. And like you said in the show notes, no brainer. It, it just is. It's a fun paper to have. Is it the most absolute functional paper you can use on a daily basis? No. Is it one of the coolest papers you can own and use regularly? Yes. So Definitely. there's kind of a difference there. Like this and, is uh, something that, you know, if you're buying something at Goulet, you should be adding this to your cart if you don't already own one. Like they've got right. them at such great prices that like you can get that they start at like six bucks for the smaller ones, the pocket size, and they're like nine dollars for an A five. Like right. you should be adding one of these because if you've never used Tomorrow River paper, this is a no brainer. Right. Right. Really awesome. I'm pleased to see yeah. that they're doing this. So what do you think about the Aurora Duo cart? 
that I reviewed last week and I'm giving away this yeah. week. Actually, you have still time to get in on the, on the giveaway. Sorry, there was a typo in the ending date, but the little uh, application shows the correct ending date of this Saturday. But uh, I'm giving away an Aurora Duro card. I reviewed the, the black and silver model with a medium nib. And uh, what is your take on this pen before I, I continue? So I, at first when I was reading it, I thought that you'd bought a vintage pen. And it's right. not that, right? Mm-mm. So this is no. a pen that they still make now, but it was first made in the 50s, and it keeps the design? Yeah, well, they it's not even a still make. It's a brand new remake, if you will. This right. isn't something that they've that they've always carried. They just did it. They actually, the, the story, um, and you can check out Matt's review at Pen Habit to get the, the full story or on, on one of the Aurora pages, but they had a, an Italian company come to them wanting to make some pens, do something special for their employees for some anniversary. So they basically pulled this one out of the archive and made them, you know, a huge run of these duo carts to give to their employees. Well, then they decided that, you know, this came out pretty well. Um, So they offered it up for sale as like a normal product item. So that's kind Mm -hmm. of how it came out. But it was a popular item for them back in the 50s. One of the first cartridge pens, I believe. Um. The name comes from the fact that it holds two cartridges in a barrel. I assume that's for storage purposes. So the original pen, and you can go hunt down some pictures. I didn't link any in my post. Had like a metal sleeve inside the barrel and just picture like two international cartridges, which you'll see some pen vendors do these days, you know, just more for storage reasons. You would have these two cartridges one engaged and then one in the back of this little metal container in one of the vintage pens. And that's where the name duo cart came from because it was kind of a big deal at the time. Nowadays it's a non deal and it doesn't, the new pen doesn't come with, you know, that metal insert to hold the two small cartridges. It just comes with cartridge or converter. It, it holds international cartridge size or international converter. So I just use the converter that comes with it. That makes it, um, uh, Makes it better for me, but the Duo Cart is the original name of the pen when it first came out, and it's clear what they did, right? I mean, it's identical to the Parker Fifty One for the most part. There's a few small changes, but when I put it next to my Fifty One, it's really hard to tell the difference, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, they're very, very, very um, similar looking. Like it mm-hmm. really does have. I mean, because when I first saw the review, like I, I literally just thought that this was like a new old stock kind of deal. Like right. I, I was wondering why did you choose to review this vintage pen? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They did do some of them actually with the original boxes from like the fifties. They That's found cool. some. Mine did not. Mine did not come with that box, but some of them came with the a very original box. I wonder if it's just the burgundy model. Um, for some reason, the burgundy model one's twenty more dollars than the one that I reviewed. Um, and that gets into the kicker, right? Um, what do you feel about the price? They're about $150, $155. Um, I think there's definitely some pushback there, right? Understandable. Okay, so what I like about this pen, if you like vintage looks, it's great because it's modern manufacturing for vintage looks. Like if if you buy vintage pens because you like the look of vintage pens, this is a perfect pen for you because... Mm-hmm. It looks old, but it's made new, right? And it's going to be warrantied and all that sort of stuff. So, big thumbs up. Mm -hmm. I don't like... I don't particularly like the look, personally. 
Um, I do mm-hmm. like the hooded nib thing, like that is nice, but there's there isn't really enough going on here that would make me want to spend 150 mm-hmm. on it, honestly. Yeah, so this is probably never going to be someone's first pin, right? If you're going to ask me to pick a pin in this price range, this one's not going to make the list. You know, you're going to get Lamy 2000 and Pilot 92s and all kinds of other things around this price range. But as a fun throwback pin, and you've always wanted a Parker 51, but never wanted to commit to buying something you don't know that's going to work for sure, this is an option. I think I would like this pin. There was two things that kind of held me back from even from maybe buying my own. One, the cap is more of a slip cap, and it doesn't like snap on or have this firmness when it's on the barrel. And I noticed Matt had the same issue with his. Um, Like it's completely fine sitting on a desk, but if I put it in my pocket, I'd be worried. And that's what I think this pen is. I think it's a great pocket pen. I would also have to get the nib modified because it only comes in medium. Now the Aurora's nibs are fantastic. And this one is a wonderful steel medium nib, but that's not for me. I'd want, if I could get like a tight fitting cap and an extra fine nib in this pen, this pen, I think I would like carry in my pocket on a daily basis. Like it's, it's that style of pen. I really, really enjoy it. But yeah, I, I, I can see the hesitancy, but I think they'll do well with this pen. It's got a really good aesthetic and, um, yeah, you know, the, the price is not, I, I don't think the price is outrageous. I mean, it just kind of is what it is. Yeah. 150 is yeah. not, not crazy, crazy. I'm just wondering like how it would compare to other pens in that price range. Yeah. You know? Well, it doesn't. It honestly, it doesn't. Okay. You know, there's, but I mean, you know, there's a lot of pilot, a lot of the Japanese pens you can get or German pens you can get with gold nibs in that price range. I mean, you just can. And, you know, that's going to make a lot of people's buying decision. That's why I say this is not your first or second pen in that price range. This is something extra. All right. So what else do we have on the on the dock today? This is one I'm waiting to review. And yeah. I wanted to include this because we've been talking about this, <laughs> this for a while. This is such so. a good-looking pen. It almost kills me. <laughs> so the Caron Dash 849 oh, pen has finally become available. <sighs> Um, I know we talked about a month ago when when Anna was on the show, actually, and we uh we actually uh, got in trouble there for a se- <laughs> for a second, like it's not ready yet. <laughs> but um, yeah, exactly. Um, it looks good. I've got one on the way. To I am really anxious to try the nib. Like I know I like the style and look of the pen, and as I read Anna's review, I see that the section's really small and has a step down. I think that might be a kicker for some people. For me, it's not as much. Like I use my Y Studio, which is probably more skinny and maybe more of a step than this pen. I'll do some comparisons or shots when it comes in. Um, but I don't think it's going to bother me, but I think it might bother some people. But I'm really anxious to see how the nib works. I uh, specifically asked for an extra fine, and I see that's what Anna got too. And I really like how the line came out. It looks nice. It looks like maybe finer than like a Lamy extra fine. So if it's uh, if it's something like that, I, I will be very happy with this pen. And this is another one that's going to go in that it's not quite entry level. Like where does it land kind of pen because it's about was it 55 60 dollars yeah yeah 50 bucks so it's in that middle range um 
do you recommend this over, you know, the Twisbees in that range? You know, how about a Safari or an Eco? You know, which Anna talks about all this. So you should go read the review. Um, I just like Karan Dash's style and I'm anxious to see how this goes. So uh, I, I'm looking forward to uh, reviewing this uh, for myself. So very, very cool um, by Anna. And of course she got bright pink. Natch. <laughs> Natch. All right. I had a, I had a big, uh, big Harry's event this morning, Mike. I hadn't, uh, I hadn't shaved in days and boy, Harry's made my life easy this morning. I, I just, I just tore through that stubble like nobody's business. So tell everyone else how they can do the same. <laughs> Harry's is all about a great shave at a fair price and they are supporting the pen addict today. This, this idea of great shaving at fair prices is exactly why over 3 million people have switched to Harry's. The founders of Harry's decided to create the company because they were fed up with paying high prices for their razor products. They bought a German factory with over 100 years of blade making experience to ensure that they could make the highest quality blades. They sell these to you at half the price of the leading five blade razor brands directly to you over the internet. And all of Harry's products are backed by a 100% quality guarantee harry's is so confident you're going to love their blades they want to give you their trial set for free you just need to cover the cost of shipping the free trial set includes a weighted ergonomic razor handle five precision engineered blades of a lubricating strip and trimmer blade the rich lathering shave gel and a travel blade cover this is a 13 dollars value for you to try out brad Tell everyone just how comfortable that shave experience was for you. <laughs> it was very comfortable. I, I'm an every other day shaver as it is, right? I don't, I mean, I have a beard and I do shave. I don't have a neck beard, so I, I shave my neck. Wow, this is getting very specific. Um, <laughs> Please so be I'm, as specific uh, as you would like about your shaving experience. So I'm an every other day shaver just by habit because I don't need to shave every day. Um, and... You know, it's summertime. I'm extremely busy. I'm running around like a crazy person. I'm not getting up on a schedule in the morning. So sometimes my my shaving escapes me. So it had been like four days since I shaved. And I was kind of like in the past, I would worry like, oh, how is this razor going to handle my stubble? This is going to be a rough shave. I mean, it was like I was shaving on just brand new skin. Harry's handled it perfectly. So uh, even your your days old stubble, it it can handle um, very easily without any issues at all. No roughness, no redness, um, and uh, I I just feel perfect for having used it. Hashtag be like Brad. Stop messing around and get started <laughs> shaving with Harry's today by going and claiming your free trial set. Just go to harrys.com slash penaddict and get started. All you need to do is cover that cost of shipping. Thank you so much to Harry's for their continued support of this show and Relay FM. I like be like Brad. Hmm. Okay. That could be a thing, I guess. I don't know. Hashtag be like Brad. I, I don't know that I want that, but apparently you're going to start it. So yep. now it's going to be a thing. <laughs> yep. This is it now. This is the new thing. Oh, awesome. Awesome. So this is a new thing, Mike. I just found out about this this morning, even though it's been in the works for a while. And to say I am overwhelmed by it would be an understatement. So what's happening is... Uh, Friends of the show, Sinister Inklings, and uh, Squishy Ink are putting together a table at the DC Pin Show. They've bought a table, and they're calling it the Pay It Forward table. 
So I've got a link in the show notes and they've been working on this for a while. And this came out from some conversations in the Slack room, which you guys and gals are just amazing in that community. The way you handle yourselves and the way I I get to brag on everyone who's part of it. Um, and it's just such a nice thing to be able to talk about a community that uh, interacts so well together. And this came out of it. So this uh, I'm going to read one little bit off of this. It says the pay it forward table will provide two different purposes. We're hoping to have some fountain pen starter kits with introductory pens, ink, and small notepads or notebooks for new users and children. We also don't want to ignore our veteran community members and we'll have miscellaneous items that you can take, or you can also place items that you think would better deserve a new home. If you feel like you don't show them enough love. So it's literally a pay it forward table. They're going to give things to kids and new members, new people who aren't experienced with fountain pens in, in the past, I've noticed, you know, people coming to shows you know one person will be very much into fountain pens and then they'll have a spouse or a partner who doesn't know anything and then they end up getting into it so like being able having them giving them the opportunity to be able to pick something up at no charge to them to test out and try it, it's could be a life-changing experience i mean that sounds overly dramatic but i don't think it is um it can change you know how they write how they think about writing um you know, how they think about stationary, how they use stationary. And for someone to put this together at the biggest pen show in the world, um, just because they want to give back to the community, it blows my mind. So they're operating this table as a nonprofit. So they are taking donations to help cover the costs, cost of the table expenses. Um, like I said, we'll have a link in the show notes where you can go read all the details and you can you can find some things out about it. And I'm just so proud of this community that this just happens on its own. Like some people that are part of this community say, hey, let's do something cool. And this is what they come up with. I, I'm I'm speechless. Like I am just really, really amazed at this and I love it. So thank y'all for putting this together. And, uh, I am obviously here to help out any way I, I can, you know, I made my donation this morning and anything I can do to help, um, you have my full, full complete support. So we'll be talking about this more as the DC DC show comes, comes up and uh, we'll get some more information out there, but fantastic. Love it. Yeah, this is fantastic. This is great. I'm, uh, I'm excited about this. I'll donate too. Yeah. Yeah. So very cool. And, um, like I said, we'll uh, we'll be visiting. That'll have to. That'll definitely have to go on your your video um, from the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the chat rooms, uh, the chat rooms can can tell when I get a little bit, uh, little get get a little bit emotional, and uh, I, I tend to get emotional over over people who do awesome things, and I, I do. You know, my my eyes are my eyes are welling up a little bit. So uh, no full on tears. So you're off the hook chat room we don't have to link this one on the wiki to where brad cried uh but it was close <laughs> we need a brat a teary eyes <laughs> all right so let's hit some ass tpa and this first one is from those pencil guys mike uh, our good buddy our good buddy andy Welfley, who boom. i love and you apparently, you apparently hate so we're gonna we're gonna start a battle here but i love <laughs> andy tim and johnny i think they're amazing guys no, oh, I love them. I just hate everything I they stand know. for, you know. 
see, I'm pretty much one of them, so mm-hmm. I, I, I'm definitely on board the pencil train. So Andy has this question, and I remember him talking about this before. He's either talked about it on the Erasable show, or he's asked me, and he's never gotten a real good answer. So he says, hey, gents, I have a rather involved question for an Ask TPA. So I'm going to read this note he put on Twitter. It says, maybe 10 years ago, I was obsessed with the Uniball Vision rollerballs in evergreen. It was a deep, vibrant green and was included in box dozens with blue, black, and red pins of the same model. Since then, I can't find evergreen, but just regular green. It's crap compared to evergreen, thinner and bluer. Amazon claims to sell every, evergreen, but my, when my friend and yours, Mike Hagen, he is uh, uh, Mr. Leadfast, bought a box, it was just regular green. Do you know the story on this? Any idea of where I can buy evergreen Uniball Visions nowadays? I'll take my questions off the air. I love this question, and I remember this from before, and I don't know where the evergreen model came from originally. I do know and agree that the vision green that they sell is absolutely tragic. It's one of the worst colors I've ever seen. And this is from a company who does color pigments really well. Their regular green is terrible. Like I can't, it's unusable. It's like water green. It's terrible. So I don't know where evergreen comes from. The only thing I can think of is if they made it in some of their rainbow packs because they used to make visions and purples, oranges, pinks, and maybe the evergreen was the green that was part of those variety packs, but it was never sold as the individual green. So I haven't seen one for sale. I wouldn't know where you could find one. A lot of people have been trying to help Andy to try to find the closest green. I think you would like the uni, uh, zebra sarasa clip viridian green i think it's really really close to evergreen it comes in 0. 0.3 0. 0.4 0. 0.5 and 0. 0.7 it's my favorite green gel it's dark like the evergreen but not too dark it has a little bit of brightness it doesn't look like anything like a basic green color you can tell there's something different with it um, it's called Viridian Green. It's amazing. Um, that's where I would go, Andy. I don't know that you're going to find the vision in Evergreen. Um, and if I ever do run across it, I'll let you know. But I I think that one's a lost cause. Um, and they should be embarrassed with their regular greens, to be honest. <laughs> in rollerballs, it's one of the worst colors I've ever seen. <laughs> it's unusable. So this is a, this is a real issue I, with uh, Andy. He, he loves that color, and he can't get it anymore. So um, we'll try to find him something good. But check out the Zebra Sarasa Clip Viridian Green. I think you might like that one. It's certainly worth a try, as long as gel is okay, because the Vision's a rollerball ink. Um, that's going to be harder to find a color to match evergreen in a liquid ink as opposed to a gel ink gel ink. You'll get a lot closer, I believe. So if anyone comes up with any evergreen uniball visions, let me know, but, um, beware because like, uh, Michael Hagen found out just because they say evergreen doesn't necessarily mean that they are. There's something quite funny about that. There's an irony in, I think Hmm. that the evergreen isn't really evergreen after all. Yeah, it's not. I see what you did there. Yeah, there's something kind of funny about that. I feel like they're playing tricks <laughs> on everybody. Yeah, yeah, they are, they are. And uh, this is a dirty, evil trick, Mike. I don't like it. Don't well, play with our ink colors. Uh-oh. You have enraged the dowdy. 
All right, the real nib creep wants to know, are the nibs on the Platinum 3776 close to Nakaya's? I'm considering the 3776 in medium and would decide on medium or fine for the Nakaya based on that. I think they're very close. It's a high correlation there. I mean, like really, really highly correlated in the way the Platinum nibs feel to the Nakaya nibs. Um, I don't know what to say more than that other than... In a blind test, I could maybe tell, but I'm not sure that I could. They're that close. So basically, so. I think it would be fair to say that if you had a strong opinion, whatever that mm. opinion might be about the Platinum 3776 nibs, it will probably carry mm. over to Nakaya's, right? Right. I would make, I think making a decision off the Platinum nib to match the Nakaya nib would be a fair thing to do. You'd, you'd be pretty safe enough. at that point. That is an educated yep. guess. Yep. Yep. So, all right. Lerlini wants to know vintage style pens. Have you used an Esterbrook dipless pen? And I didn't click this link before because I don't know what this is. Okay. So it's essentially a dip pen with Edison's screw in nibs. So it does hold a little bit of ink. I've never used this exact pen. I'm sitting here reading this because... I've never seen them before. So they're yeah, basically it, it's pens it's, that hold one or two ounces of ink in them. So mm-hmm. you don't need to dip them as often. Yeah. So it's like a desk style pen. I have never used one of those, but I am a big fan of dip pens in general. I actually had Sean Newton make a holder, just the barrel part, for my Esterbrook nibs because they just screw in and you can use, they have so many, you know, hundreds of different styles of nibs. Um, and they just screw in, so I use that barrel if I want to use an Esterbrook dip nib. But I've never, I've never even seen one of these for purchase. Although I haven't been looking for them, I'm sure they're available. But these look really cool. Like I would buy one of these if I saw it, just because it has that added ink capacity. They look nice. I mean, I can imagine these being very nice desk pens. Yeah, exactly. You know, like you have them in the little ink thing, and you take them out when you need them. It's kind of nice. Yeah, yeah, very cool. All right, Kim wants to know if we have any advice for nice pen displays. And I think I answered this or wrote back saying I need more information because you can go a lot of different ways. Are you trying to have like a Dudek Modern Goods holder where your pens stand up vertically so they're easy to access and look good on your desk? Do you want a storage chess kind of things with three drawers and you can open the drawers do you want a glass top fountain pen are these fountain pens you know i need more information for nice pen displays because there are a lot of options out there some much more expensive some much more reasonable and feasible but depending on what you want to do um there's a lot of different ways you go but i look at dudek modern goods for like vertical pen holders and then i just search for like cigar boxes with glass windows or some type of window on the top if you want to see through and have the pens lay flat so i don't have any specific ones to point you to but um i can i can definitely um point you in the right direction if i figure out more what you want to do you cannot go wrong with a dudek modern good Nope, but I, I have both types of things on my desk. So mm-hmm. I have the Dudek blocks, and then I have cigar boxes with clear tops. And you can find lots of pen cl- pen cases that hold, you know, around eight to twelve pens, and you can display them real nicely with like a glass lid, and uh, it looks real pretty. 
So Jane wants to know, is it wrong to encourage pen addiction and friends so I have people to talk to in real life? If not, what's the best way to do it? <laughs> it's definitely not wrong to encourage pen addiction, Jane. But there's something you have to do, though. If you're going to if you're gonna do this, if you're going to try and mm-hmm. encourage friends in your life to become pen addicts, they also have to be encouraged to listen to the podcast. That's mm-hmm. That's what you must do. You must get your friends to listen to the show as well as getting uh, as listening yourself or and or getting them to uh convert to buying stuff it's very important it's a two-step process you, yeah you went one step beyond there real quick <laughs> you're like come join us and listen and buy all the things you're welcome yep i think it's pretty simple <laughs> to be honest but yeah but no what you want to do jane is you want to have a starter's kit because you never know what someone's going to like. So carry a starter's kit with you or plan if you're going to meet someone, you know, have that starter's kit ready, have like a 0.5 gel, have a 0.7 ballpoint, you know, nice stuff like Uniball stuff. Um, Have a Sharpie pen, not the marker pen, but like the drawing tip pen, you know, have a mechanical pencil, have a nice wooden pencil, like a black wing and lay all these things out there and get a nice pad of paper, you know, anything from Rhodia or write pads if you want to do something fancy, um, and lay them out, let them try, talk about what the differences are for each, and they'll click with something. And once they click with that one thing, well, now you have a path to talk about the other things. And what other pens related? Do you like it? Okay, do you like this gel pen? Do you like it finer or wider? Now you can keep going down this route. So, and then you can get them into looking at other pens like a Retro 51, you know, that's more expensive and uh, things like that. So you just got to open the door a little bit. And most of the time they'll either just flat out not care or they'll latch onto something. And once they latch onto something, then you can just go from there. And Brad, what is the best possible pen case to uh, assemble a uh, start kit in, <laughs> do you think? <laughs> Probably like a Notco Brass Town or a Sinclair. Mm, good good idea, good idea. I'll have to look those up. You're like in full pimp mode today. What can I say? I like, yeah, I like you. I like you. So, all right. That's because I've realized how much money I'm going to spend in DC. I need to make <laughs> sure that we're, we're raking everything <laughs> impossible until then. Right, right. So we're going to help Sam out. Sam is a novice and he, this is an awesome question and it kind of relates to the last question. So listen to the previous answer again, Sam. He says, how do I know what I will like? I don't want to buy things that I'll end up not appreciating. This is something we've all gone through, I believe, at some point in time, especially with fountain pens. But I don't know if Sam's talking about regular pens, fountain pens, pencils, but you really have to start with just the very basics, like I said on this previous answer. Get kind of a one of each sampler of ink styles and tip sizes. So you want to try a gel, a ballpoint, a liquid ink, a pencil, and then maybe uh, an inexpensive fountain pen. And you could buy like all those things for like 15 bucks total mm-hmm. and get a decent, de- decent paper, not just the regular copy paper. Sit down and Use them. Commit to each of those pens for a day. Figure out how they work with your writing style, what you like and what you don't like. And the way I got into fountain pens was I like my micro tip pens. And I always told myself, well, I can't find that in a fountain pen. I can't match my writing experience in a fountain pen. And then the more I use my micro tip pens, the more I research different types of pens, 
and the more communication I had with readers and the community as a whole, I realized that, oh, wait a minute, there are nibs that can write the way I write. And wait a minute, I can use orange ink in a fountain pen or purple ink or lime green ink. Hold the damn phone. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, Sam, I mean like my fountain pen experience started because I liked micro tip gel ink pens and I figured out not only could I match that writing experience, I could match it to me even more and make it more customizable. It's not a quick thing though. You're not going to go tomorrow say, well, the Lamy 2000 is the pen for me. You're not going to know that for a while. Start small, figure out what makes your handwriting the best or whatever you're trying to do, yep. what makes it the best, and then go from there. It's a slow process. Yeah, go to a pen store and try out some stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Make you know if, there's, if there is a pen show in your town or, or near it, like even better, mm-hmm. right? Because you can go and you can see people and you can play around with things. Like I, I really, that's, that's my number one recommendation is find a way to try out stuff that you won't afford or can't afford or don't want to buy yet. And then it gives you a place to kind of work up to, um, which I that's that's really helped me over the last few years. Going to pen shows, um, seeing what is around and what is out there, is and getting getting a large exposure uh, to some of the more fringe things to try and help me narrow in on what my aesthetic and what my tastes are. Right. Hence right. acrylic pens, all the great acrylics. You know, that, that's where <laughs> my life has gone because I've seen just some of the unbelievable things that you can get at a pen show. Um, right, and you know the all of the acrylic stuff lends itself really nicely to being to seeing in person anyway. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Just I I gotta I gotta reiterate you. Please take it slow in the beginning. Don't oh, go 100%. crazy. Oh, one hundred percent. That's why I'm saying like go to yeah. these things to try and get aspirations in mind and help you put your taste together. But really, mm-hmm. you should start the way that me and Brad started, right? You start with mm-hmm. some gel pens and some, then you start moving to some weird Japanese stuff you find on jet pens, right? Like you get mm-hmm. like a Copic yeah. multi liner and stuff like that, and then maybe once you've kind of gone through that, you could pick yourself up an entry level fountain pen, something like a Safari or a Metropolitan or a Twisby Eco. Move up to something like a Vanishing Point and then go on from there right like you shouldn't be spending in the three digit range for months and months yeah if not years yeah if not years like me and you if ever like and you don't don't even think that you need to do that you could be perfectly happy with the best three dollar pen that fits your needs for the rest of your life and you'd be thrilled yeah but my caveat will be if you find a thing that you like and you find and you have the the ability to go down that route then do it right like if it's what you want to do don't yes. also don't limit yourself right like if you discover real quick that you love fountain pens and there's this one that you like that's $200 and it's perfect for you and you've tried it and it's perfect go for it but don't feel like you have to there's a, there is so much interesting stuff below $50 that is out yeah. there for you to go and try if you haven't right. yet there's no need to 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 graduate more quickly <laughs> Right, like right. you know, I was just checking before this show. We're like you know five and a half years old at this point, right? Mm. And there is there is such a long. If you've not, you know, if, especially if you're new, and and I think the wiki is helping with this a lot. Like you can go back and listen to the beginning episodes of the show and hear how we kind of really slowly, I think, ramped up to where we are now. Yep. It's a five year process before we, you know, to to get to where we are today. <laughs> that's a long time. <laughs> Yeah. So play along at home. 
You should. You should. Talking about that wiki, there's always great stuff going on there. You can go and uh, check it out. It's a, it's a wealth of information about this show and others and lots of different stationary items. And you can also contribute as well to make it even better. Just go to stationary.wiki for that. Um, you can send in your questions for this show by the hashtag AskTPA on Twitter. Uh, thank you to everybody that does that every week. Please continue to do that because we love to see what we can do to try and help you and get you involved in the show. Um, I was joking around with this earlier, but I, I really do mean it. If you enjoy The Pen Addict, share it with a friend. Like If you think you know somebody in your yeah. life that would enjoy this show, then please, please do that. We would appreciate it. Uh, if you want to find Brad online, you can go to penaddict.com, knock.co for his work and his goods, uh, all the great goods. And uh, you can find him on Instagram. He's penaddict and dowdyism on Twitter, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M. I am iMike, I-M-Y-K-E and all the social networks. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Uh, if you, I also, oh, let me thank Harry's and Squarespace again for sponsoring the show. We appreciate their support as much as we appreciate yours. We appreciate yours more, actually, but don't tell them. Uh, thanks so much, Brad, for being here as always, and to you for listening. We'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs>